Hey guys, welcome to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. This week, we're talking about the remake of She's All That, and it's called He's All That, and it stars Addison Ray. She's the second most followed person on TikTok, and I think the original movie was starting Freddie Prince Jr., and I just, I feel like he watched the remake. I feel like he watched this movie that we're about to talk about. I want to think that Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar, because like they're married. Yeah. I want to think that like Freddie Prince Jr. and Buffy the Vampire Slayer sat down. Yeah. Um, and watched this movie. Totally. Um, you can't convince me otherwise. They totally did. This movie is the Pete Davidson of movies. Ooh, <laughs> like, Pete Davidson. Hold on. This movie is an ugly baby. <laughs> like, yeah, I can see that. It's like it's so cute, but it's because you know how babies cannot be ugly, even when they are ugly. Like literally a baby could look like a fist with <laughs> a curly, like one like, tiny curly hair coming out of the top of it. And you're like, oh, my God, it's the tiniest little fist. It's just the cutest. This is, this is the, the baby fist of movies. <laughs> Our main character, her name is Paget, and she's a social media influencer. And she wakes up in the morning and she goes and puts on makeup and fixes her hair and then lays back in bed and pretends that she just woke up for some sort of like Instagram live. Hashtag no filter. Because I remember there was a time where a lot of celebrities were doing hashtag no makeup. And to them, they were trying to prove like, oh, look at me. I'm just like you. But all the pictures, they look gorgeous, perfect skin, Mm -hmm. no dark circles. And it was like, listen, you have a team of people whose sole job it is to look after your skin and give you all the most expensive products. Like you don't get to take a no no makeup picture and say that that's normal because it's not normal. Most people look like a fucking possum in the morning. It's like you can't sell me that hashtag no makeup look. It's not true. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But Paget works for Buddy Venom. They do like cosmetics and like apparel. Like they have like clothes and makeup. I think that like the PR director or the marketing director, some high up executive person in Buddy Venom was like Courtney Kardashian. And I remember <laughs> I saw her. It's literally Courtney Kardashian. I think we can all agree that Courtney Kardashian is the hottest Kardashian. She is, yeah. Hands down. Keeping up with the Kardashians used to be my guilty pleasure. I used to like watch it in secret in the dark. I love it. I watch it in the daytime at church. Like I love <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians. It's so good. But Paget lives with her mom. Her dad is out of the picture. So she's being raised by a single mom who's an ER nurse. And obviously they're kind of struggling financially, but her mom is working hard to keep Paget in a rich school district. So because she's in a rich school district, there's a lot of appearances to keep up. And Paget is pretending to live somewhere she doesn't. She's pretending to live in this rich apartment building when her friends come pick her up, that's where she goes. Can you imagine how freaking exhausting it may be to pretend you're rich? My second high school um, was a very uppity, rich high school. I mean, I didn't have any friends, so I didn't have anybody to lie to. <laughs> no, I I can just imagine. I mean, I didn't bother the parents, yeah. but I can just imagine how hard that would be to like keep up. 
Well, you know what breaks my heart is her mom is busting her ass and she's and to give her a good life. And she still has to pretend to have a better life than her mom is working for. And that there's just something so tragic about that. Yeah. Um, Paz is lying about where she's living and she's dating Jordan. And Jordan is a musician pop star and poor Paget goes to surprise him with her friends on set one day she records everything she does she takes pictures of everything yes. she does so when she goes to surprise her boyfriend at the set of his new music video mm -hmm. she has her friends live stream the event yes and her friends live stream it. And do you think Paget walks in on um, Jordan, like reading a book? He's just sitting there in a, a very expensive robe, smoking a pipe and reading. Uh, what was that book you hated? Wuthering Heights. Yeah. So he's sitting there reading Wuthering Heights. Just kidding. He's screwing another freaking girl. He is banging a backup dancer. We should have known. Because he's got that douchey haircut. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the hair he has? He has Ryder from Paw Patrol's hair. <laughs> you know that guy, Ryder from Paw Patrol, is a straight up... I am familiar with Ryder from Paw Patrol, yes. He's a fuckboy. You could tell by the hair. <laughs> I mean, that's the fuckboy hair. I, You know what? I can't disagree with you. Ryder from Paw Patrol has fuckboy hair. Yeah. And so, obviously, Pageant is, one, shocked, two, embarrassed, Three, furious. She takes the cupcakes she bakes for him that she went there to surprise him with and she starts flinging them at him. Yes. <laughs> and which I think we can all agree is not an overreaction. But she starts throwing the cupcakes and she is going off. And do you think her friends stop recording? Oh, no. She no. realizes. We're going to call this friend bitchy friend because. Bitchy friend. That's not a good friend. That's not a good friend because a good friend would know immediately not to hold up the phone and broadcast her friend's worst moment to the entire world. But poor pageant. She thinks that people will see that she went through something bad. And I think in the back of her mind, because she's an influencer and I imagine, I mean, I'm not an influencer, but I imagine all these influencers kind of think of how they can leverage every situation. Yes. And I think in her head, she's thinking like, I'm the victim, so this is going to get me pity followers. And the opposite happened. Yes, people turn on her. They, um, during her meltdown, she has like a snot bubble coming from her nose. And they call her bubble girl. And I want to be like, what the fuck? How did she become <sighs> the villain in this story when Jordan cheated on her yeah. and she caught him? People, of course, that is how the world is, is that they latch onto the snot bubble instead of the cheating ex-douche. There's footage all over the internet of a bubble of snot forming and popping on her nose. And it's like, it's gone viral. Everyone's laughing about it. Yes. And she loses a shit ton of followers. She loses yeah. so many followers. Kourtney Kardashian calls her and, and Kourtney Kardashian says, listen, there's gifts of you all over the internet with the snot bubble in your face. Please don't call me until you're popular again. Like that uh, made me. Oh, she's wow. like, baby. She's like, I'm sure you could get another sponsorship with an antihistamine company. I was like, oh, bitch. You know what? As someone who has to take Zyrtec just to survive <laughs> every single day, like I am personally offended. 
so Paget, poor Paget, she is humiliated in the aftermath of this douchey ex incident. I don't know. I would have disappeared for a while. I would have moved to Kentucky. I would have moved to Kentucky like a certain co-host of mine has. <laughs> Courtney moved to Kentucky. Actually, when I left you, I moved to Ohio. I got confused for a minute. But so Pageant is so confused why people have turned on her after her breakup mm-hmm. was live streamed. And her friend explains to her. It's so bad. Her friend is like, well, you know, it's been years of you being perfect and having the 4.0 and having the perfect boyfriend and all these things. People were waiting to tear her down. It's terrible. The fact that that's even a thing that people were just waiting to essentially turn on Paget is... Makes me sad. Yeah, it makes me sad. It's fucking horrible. Let's not villainize people for not having blatant issues. Because listen, there are people out there. I can't fathom it. Like, I can't wrap my head around it. But there are people out there that are well-adjusted, don't have mental health issues, don't have depressive episodes, go on about their lives. There are people like that in this world. And we shouldn't hate on them. We should just... No, fuck them. You know what? You're right. Fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) People who don't need Lexapro to make them functional. (laughs) Well, I think if you don't need something to get through your day, you're probably not listening to podcasts anyway. (laughs) Let's be real. Pageant goes back to school after this horrible event. And she kind of starts realizing, you know what? I made my douchey ex cool. He used to be a fucking loser. I made him cool. I'm the queen of makeovers. I did it once. I could do it again. Yes. And then bitchy friend is like, I bet you that you cannot do it again. A bet is born. Mm -hmm. The stakes of the bet are whoever loses has to tattoo the word loser on their body. Yes. So they go through certain members of the student body and they land on Mr. Cameron Queller. He is... A photographer, but he doesn't let anybody see his pictures. Nobody sees his pictures. Cameron has dark circles under his eyes. He has ashy lips. He has, he's wearing greasy hair. He's wearing a beanie with greasy hair. Like, why? I want to say this is unrealistic, but I, I remember boys like this in high school. I remember boys that refused to shower. And had so much potential, but they just said no to potential. They said no to pussy. And they were like, I just don't want to shower. I dated boys like this in high school. Well, that's a different podcast. <laughs> that's for my therapist and not for y'all. Cameron is like this loser outcast. Yeah. Um, they pick him. And Paget is like, oh, my God, he's a total fucking train wreck. Well, he has no social media, which I think for her is the biggest red flag because she lives and dies by social media. Yes. She accepts the bet with her friend, um, also with the hopes of getting her sponsorship back. I mean, there's a lot riding on it. She has her sponsorship with Bunny Venom. But the sponsorship is going to pay for her college. So that's why it's so important to her. Yes. She goes to try to talk to Cameron. He is not interested. 
he has negative interest in her. Like, he literally is like, why are you speaking words my way? She's so desperate. She goes to talk to his little sister. And she's like, so tell me about your brother, you know? She gets information on what kind of music he likes, that he works at a horse stable before school. She shows up at the horse stable. Girl, she is gorgeous. Okay. She could have showed up in any outfit and she chose to show up in an equestrian outfit. And it was so over the top and extra. I don't know. I feel like she could have seduced him if she would just stop trying so hard. Uh, yeah, no, she for real could have. He's a teenage boy. It cannot be this hard for Addison Ray to seduce a teenage boy. So she goes to the stables and she's like, I'm here for a riding lesson. And he's like, well, I'm busy. I have stuff to do. So she volunteers to help him. Um, little does she know that that help involves shoveling shit. Yeah. She would 100% help him shovel shit. And at one point, she, when she's getting off the horse, she falls off the horse, sort of, and into a pile of horse shit. And Cameron laughs at her, so she picks up horse shit and throws it at him. It's like like this cute moment that they have between two potential lovers of flinging horse shit around. Do you know how bad horse shit smells? Horse shit smells so goddamn bad. This is how you flirt by flinging horse shit at me. So Cameron has exactly one friend in the whole school. Yeah. And she's this kind of, how would you describe her? An artsy lesbian. She's an artsy lesbian. Yes. So pageant comes up and invites them to a pool party. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, she doesn't tell them it's a pool party. She tells them it's a karaoke party. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Artsy lesbian is like, thank you. We'll be there. Can we say that Cameron is still, he's still dressing and looking so greasy and unbathed. Yes. And he shows up at this party dressed in all gray. And it's like, Mm -hmm. why? Like, why are you doing this? Why do you look, why have, why do you have to be the way that you are? So he does. He shows up looking super cringy, super grungy. Artsy lesbian is like, yeah, free pizza, bitches. The product placement in this movie. So many products. So many products. Yes. So many placements. Uh, Pageant is... Pageant goes up to the stage to sing karaoke. She's singing Katy Perry. Teenage Dream. But this is the first time he makes eyes at her. He kind of makes eyes at her when he sees her singing. Douchey X walks in. With his backup dancer, New Fling, mm. poor Paget stutters. She starts to get super nervous. Cameron cares so much. He sees her struggling up there. And he's like, must save the day. Yes. Must and save runs the day. up <laughs> in slow motion and sings with her Katy yeah. Perry's Teenage Dream. Literally right after this incident, they go through this cute little courtship you know Paget has sunk her claws into him did you notice how he started wearing more flattering colors after the pool party i didn't he literally like before the pool party he was only wearing black and gray and it just accentuated how unbathed he looked and literally the day after the pool party he's wearing this kind of like teal green long sleeve shirt yeah 
And it just looked really good on him. And I was like, okay, look who took a shower. All right, boy. Get in there. So Paget invites Cameron, little sister, and artsy lesbian friend yeah. to her fr- her bitchy friend's yeah. birthday party. Pageant's bitchy friend, who's the one that live streamed Pageant's breakup, she is having a birthday party. And her birthday party is themed Roaring Twenties. What is it called? It's yes. called Drop It Like F. Scott. And I am so insanely jealous. Never have I ever been more jealous of a fictional situation. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Why were there never like Roaring Twenties themed parties at my high school? This is fucking bullshit. If there was any theme party that I was made for, it was the Roaring Twenties. With your pasty complexion? Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> they go shopping and we finally get a montage. I've been waiting the whole movie for a fucking montage. It's my second favorite type of montage, which is like a bunch of people trying on clothes. So, yeah, they have, you know, this little montage with a fashion show. And you get to see Cameron looking all suave and debonair. So they all pick out clothes to wear to this roaring, roaring 20s. First of all, when you were in high school, did you have any money, Courtney? Um, No. Yeah, I had exactly zero dollars and zero cents in high school. So I can't imagine just being like my friend is having a a roaring 20s birthday party. So now I have to go buy formal clothing from a different era to be able to attend this party. Is this how rich is this how the other half lives? You know, I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So they go shopping. They pick up their clothes for the Roaring Twenties birthday party, which, again, is for the bitchy friend. Well, and also you could tell that they spent a decent amount of money on these clothes. Like, these are not cheap costumes. Yeah, they weren't rolling up on Ross Dress for Less or, like, Walmart. They were rolling up at these random boutiques. They they probably dropped a couple hundred dollars. Listen, can't relate. I was really poor growing up, so can't relate. See, I remember I bought my senior prom dress um, and it was $99. My mom made my prom dress. What? And yeah, she made it. It looks really good. Like, I know there were people that when I told them my mom was making my prom dress, they were like really getting ready to 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 secretly drag me about my prom dress. Yeah. And then when they saw it, they were like, oh, wow, it looks really good. But no one knew that my mom last minute, she thought she was slick. She was like, oh, I didn't have a button. I'm going to have to sew you in it. Your mom sewed you in your prom dress? Yes. Like she sewed the the, the back, you know, like instead of a zipper, she sewed yeah. it. And I know it's because she didn't want me having sex on my prom night. Mom, <laughs> the privates are at the bottom half of my dress, not the top part of my dress. But also, I didn't have sex on my prom night. So you're like, dick is not on my agenda. Not only does pageant take Cameron shopping for clothes. She also gives him a little makeover. She cuts his hair. And at first I think like, oh, come on. Like, what difference is this going to make? Girl, she gives him the Leonardo DiCaprio haircut from Titanic. I didn't think haircuts could make that much of a difference until I saw this. And I'm like, I know it made such a difference. His swag, his confidence. You know what? They didn't say he took a shower, but we know he took a shower. 
He took a shower. Not only does it have this haircut, he also has, like, a new suit. What is it about a suit that can take a guy from a soft three to a hard ten? It's just, God. I don't know. He came out of the bathroom wearing a suit with just, like, that big dick energy. I was like, boy, boy. Dude, he looks fucking nice. Do you know what something I find really attractive and I can't explain? And I feel like it has something to do with my daddy issues. I don't know if it's connected. Uh I love when the guy has the little forehead lines when he lifts his eyebrows. I find that so attractive. Jack from Titanic had that. Did he really? Yeah. I find it really attractive when men can lift one eyebrow and like the rest of their face kind of stays the same. You know what I mean? So your Venn diagram of attractive males is literally just a big circle that says Dwayne Johnson. Listen, I'm not saying that I find him attractive, but I am saying that I would let him throw me against a wall. <laughs> You'd let him throw you like a, like a chair up against another wrestler. Yes. That chair was like, yes, daddy. Um, fast forward to the party, the 1920s party. Of course, Cameron is there with her. So is artsy lesbian, a little sister. Yeah. Bitchy friend doesn't... She's straight shook. Well, yeah, she sees Cameron and she doesn't recognize him at first. And then she realizes like, oh, crap, this is the loser guy who now looks like straight up hottie. I think she can see that she is going to lose the bet. Yeah. During this party, Paget and Cameron... Have a few cute moments. Yeah. They go into the photo booth. They do. It's so cute. Yeah, and they almost kiss. Uh Uh-huh. And then it's time for the happy birthday. But during happy birthday, it is interrupted. Yes. This Cameron's sister starts screaming. She interrupts the party, which at first I thought, wow, that's really fucked up for someone to interrupt the party right when they're singing happy birthday. But then I remembered it was bitchy friends party. And then I was like, oh, yeah, fuck her. Yeah, she you sucks. don't care. She's sad. And she's screaming because Dushy X, he asked her to get a drink. She went with him. He took her into a like a game room and they were kissing. And he tried to take it a little too far for little sister. So Cameron comes up to defend his sister's honor and he goes up to Dushy X mm-hmm. and he essentially gets into a fight with Dushy X but girl you're expecting two teenage boys getting into a fight and you're expecting it to be this uncoordinated kind of weird fight and instead Cameron is a ninja out of nowhere he's dodging the punches like he's a black belt in karate. He's like fucking Chuck Norris. He's like, for like the Matrix shit. Why does he know karate? I don't understand. Not only does he dodge Dushy X's punches, but he also like Kung Fu pandas his ass. Yeah. And it's being recorded. Like everything's being recorded. Yes. So it's, you know... A lot of people are impressed because everyone in the party is watching him being Kung Fu mm-hmm. Ninja. And he leaves the party and pageant chases after him. And she's like, why are you upset? Everyone is so impressed that you that you beat Douchey X up. Yeah. And Cameron is like, I don't care what people think. And it's something that she can't fathom because she cares so much what people think. 
Yes. And he said that he just wants to leave. He wants to take his sister home and just leave. Yeah. Um. So Cameron leaves a couple of days, like the next day or a couple of days later, pageant, you know, gets in contact with him and things are kind of like weird between them. But when Cameron shows up to school, he has a lot of clout now. Well, he went viral for his little karate yes. dance. As, listen, out of context, a guy suddenly being a black belt in karate out of freaking nowhere, that would probably go viral in any situation. But yeah, yes. he, he went viral. And now he's super, he's popular enough to get a, a, a nomination for Prom King. Which is part of the bet. It's you part know, of the bet. She make anybody by the prom king. But it's kind of happening accidentally, you know? Like, she couldn't yes. have predicted that he was a freaking black belt in jujitsu. <laughs> so this is where Bitchy Friend announces that she is running for prom queen as well. Yeah, she's running against pageant, which is this big betrayal. Because uh-huh. only we knew she was bitchy friend. Pageant didn't know. As far uh-huh. as Pageant was concerned, this was one of her best friends. And she's so surprised. We saw it a mile away. But Pageant is so shocked. So a bitchy friend also admits that that she understood she was still recording this. She recorded the whole douchey ex fiasco on purpose. Yeah, I totally predicted you would blow snot bubbles from your nose and that your (laughs) followers would turn against you in a situation where you were clearly the victim. Like, how could she have predicted that? Paget ends up over at Cameron's house because he says he wants to show her something. He shows her his dark room. It was it's a very important thing for him because he doesn't share his photographs with anyone. And the fact that he's sharing mm-hmm. them with her is a big deal. He says that his grandmother hasn't even seen it. She probably thinks he's running a meth lab. Yeah, which he he could if he if she, if he needed extra money, he probably could. Yes, Pageant is seeing all of his photographs, and no one else has seen this. And she says to him, "Why are you hiding from the world? Why are you hiding your talent?" And he says something that's supposed to be like romantic, but it just rubbed me the wrong way. He was like. I could ask you the same question. She goes, what do you mean? And he gets this random rag and he starts wiping away her face. Like, you know, like her makeup is this is this barrier that's keeping her from the world. It's like, okay, can we not do this? Can we not act like makeup is is this is this facade to the world? I feel like it's honestly is that a lot of men say that they like women who are natural, but what they mean is is that they like women who wear natural colored makeup. But they have this moment and they kiss for they the first kiss. time. They have their first kiss. They do. It is very sweet and short lived uh, because Paget freaks out and she's like, I gotta go. Gotta go, 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 go. Pageant's like, I, I, uh, my, I gotta go straighten my cat's hair. It's Tuesday. It's when I do her Uh hair. I gotta go. She just runs out really quickly. She feels guilty that he is obviously falling for her because he is sharing things with her that he wouldn't normally share with a normal person. So she's like, oh shit, he's just a bat. This is just supposed to be a bat. And now suddenly he's falling for me and this is uncomfortable. Uh Uh-huh. I, I feel like she goes to tell him 
um, at one point. She and tries to, out. yeah. Yeah. So Cameron goes to little sister to ask for girl advice. Yeah. Little sister says you need to propose to her. You need to <sighs> make a proposal to go to prom. And I need to right now declare my undying hatred for promposals. Oh, I didn't know if it would be on the same page for this. So Cameron, you know, does the big promposal mm-hmm. and um, pageant pageant is like, oh, my God. And she's about to say yes. But then bitchy friend comes out of nowhere. She ruins everything. Bitchy friend comes out of nowhere and is like, are you going to tell him or am I going to tell him? Oh, God. Pageant is like, no, no, don't tell him. And I'm just like, bitch, you better kill her. You better kill her right now before she says something. Yeah. So obviously, bitchy friend is like, oh, she didn't tell you. I told her that she couldn't make a nerd into a prom king. They say loser, which is so much more hurtful than nerd. And obviously, Paget is mortified. And Cameron is mortified. Yeah. And he asked her, he's like, so this was all a bet? This whole thing was a bet? Yeah. And she says, yes. Cameron is so hurt that he was just a bet because he thought, you know, that she, that he thought Pageant was having feelings for him. That's not true. Or maybe it is. But as far as he's concerned, it's not. Mm-hmm. But you know what? What I would have done, I would have tried to figure out what was at stake so I could know what side I was on. You know what I mean? Are we uh. <laughs> are we about to win some money? Like, are we going to split it 50-50? Like, what's going on? I have questions. So this is a big breakup moment. Yes. You know, this is the moment. And I have to specify this because it's so, it's like blink and you miss it. Blink and you miss it. The huge breakup happens. Yeah. So Paget is, not only is she boyfriendless now. Yeah. And prom dateless. She's also broke and has no college money. Yeah, arguably more important than boyfriends. But, you know, what do I know? Arguably. Arguably. I'm extremely anti-college, so... I graduated from college as literally in the middle of the recession. I think the recession was starting. And I was like, hey, world, look at my degree. And the world was like, yeah, go fuck off. Like, we want people with doctorate's degree for this receptionist position, like... We don't want you and your measly bachelor's degree. And I was like, cool. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'll go fuck myself. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Paget tries her best to uh, speak to Cameron and get back in touch with him and try to kind of explain. And he is just 100% not having it. Yeah. He wants nothing to do with her. He's heartbroken. He showed her his dark room. That felt kind of like showing someone your internet search history. (laughs) Doesn't it? I feel like that was one of the best analogies that I've ever heard. Thank you. Paget is still getting ready for prom, but she she um, insinuates that she has a plan that she needs to execute at prom. Yeah. Yeah. And... Paget turns to little sister. To Cameron's little sister. 
Yeah, she turns to Cameron's little sister and she's like, hey, I know you hate me and little sister does. She's like, but I need you to know that I, you know, I care for your brother and I need you to get him to prom for reasons. Yeah. And of course, little sister being the 14 year old beautiful romantic that she is. She's a ride or die for pageant. Yes. (laughs) She is a ride or die. And... So, little sisters, like, challenge accepted. I will see what I can do. Paget shows up at prom. And first of all, like, she's the only one wearing red. I was hoping you would bring this up because it's not that she's the only one wearing red, Courtney. It's the fact that the entire prom, from the, from the decor to everyone in it, is monochromatic. Yes. Everyone is a different shade of gray to dark gray or blue. Um, I mean, I'm just saying that the red dress is a little bit extra with the under the sea thing, but okay. Right, because it was under the sea themed. What yes. sea creature is red unless it's it's dying? A crab. A she crab. crab. Not I... even crabs. Crabs are blue. We're from Virginia. Okay, like her, crabs are blue. I literally always thought crabs are red. No, crabs are like a dark blue weird color or they're like gray crabs are red after you cook them crab carcasses are red yes so in like in little mermaid the red crab is a carcass sebastian yeah all right peace sebastian listen shit gets weird at this prom man shit gets weird there's a dance-off i don't understand why there's a dance-off the principal is like and now for our you know scheduled dance routine and he's like this this school is so weird like literally the principal is just <laughs> saying he's saying all the quiet parts out loud he's like this the school is really weird it's like a weird dance off it reminds me of like a flash mob from like the early 2000s yeah so it was supposed to be a dance routine from the dance team at school and then he's like, I don't know why, but this has now changed to a dance competition because bitchy friend <laughs> yeah. and douchey ex decided to form their own dance team. This dance routine took me by surprise, much in the same way as the random karate like moves from the party took me. It was just so unexpected. It made me laugh out loud. It was cute. <laughs> I... Okay, first of all, like, listen, I'm, I am all one for any type of 90s cliche that you want to throw at me. A dance-off was not really what I was expecting. However, I think the world would be a much better place if we settled disputes by dance-offs. I agree. If we could just twerk really hard at our trauma I think they would go away. You know how a new girl, how Nick Miller panic moonwalks? Yeah. Um, my nine-year-old panic twerks. So whenever he's uncomfortable, he just starts twerking. Wow, Courtney. Anyways. Like, it's okay. Like, listen, I cope. Yeah. Um, with inappropriate and ill-timed jokes. Same. It makes therapy really uncomfortable. Like, I will recount this traumatic event from my childhood and then I'll immediately make a joke. And I could see the struggle in my therapist's eyes between wanting to laugh at my joke and realizing it's not an appropriate time to laugh. And then realizing that if she doesn't laugh, she's robbing me of that icebreaker that I'm trying to do. It's like the struggle. I feel like my therapist needs therapy after my sessions. Sometimes you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta, 
break the mood a little bit. It's a little a little dark. Yeah. You got to be like, I wanted to die that one time. But anyway, Pete Davidson, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so they start to, after this epic dance-off, mm-hmm. they start to do the prom king and queen yeah. um, announcements. The principal goes up to the stage to announce who's going to be prom king. Now, remember, uh-huh. pageant's bet depends on Cameron being named king. This is the moment. This is the moment. Her entire bet, which, again, she's going to have to get a tattoo that says loser. And also, she thinks she's going to get her all of her sponsorships and everything from the clout of making this unpopular boy prom king. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot at stake. Drum roll. Dushy X. Dushy X is a freaking prom king. Yes. And the principal does make one pretty funny thing where he says, and now the girl who's going to be forced to dance with this guy. (laughs) And the prom queen is announced to be pageant. Yay, she won prom queen. Um, and she gives like an epic Is it is it epic though? Is it epic? Okay, I think she means for it to be epic. It's a fucking PowerPoint presentation, Courtney. Like, I don't care what the situation is. When you pull out the projector with the PowerPoint presentation, you cannot describe it as epic. It is immediately boring. It could literally be pictures of Orlando bloom like naked and i'd be like this is fucking boring because it's a powerpoint presentation have you not seen that trend of powerpoint parties no what is that so people during the pandemic they started having powerpoint parties to where like you would just make a powerpoint presentation on literally like anything you wanted (laughs) and then you would get together and drink with your friends Hmm. This one that I saw that was like, this PowerPoint presentation is me rating the guys I hooked up with. Oh, no. So, like, it's just like random, like, PowerPoints or like, um, I'm immediately bored. I it's just really, I yeah. think it's one of like the funniest things ever. Pageant gives the PowerPoint presentation, and what is she it? She does. What is it about, girl? It is about herself, how this is. It's about herself. It is about her. She's like, this is me. And this is me. And then this snot bubble is also me. (laughs) It's a bunch of pictures of herself. Really cute. And then a couple of like borderline unflattering pictures, but not really. But the thesis of her speech is that she's been pretending for social media to be perfect. When shocker she's not perfect she she's having this live streaming yeah and she's hoping that cameron shows up to see it and by the time her speech is over he's not there so she's like all right well i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna head out yeah and so she leaves she goes outside and she gets a text from cameron from the camarones yes you know camarones is shrimp in spanish Camarones. Is it really? Yeah, that's why I keep thinking when I hear Cameron, I hear camarones. I'm like, mm, I want some, I want a camarones salad. <laughs> Paget leaves prom mm-hmm. and goes outside. Cameron's there. He's not just there, girl. He rolls up in a motherfucking horse. <laughs> he rolls up on the back of a fucking horse like a knight in shining armor. 
And I hate how the movie doesn't even allow us to absorb the magic of the situation. He immediately explains it. He's like, like you see over there, there's that truck with like the horse trolley. The horse came in the trolley and then I got on the horse in the parking lot and rode it across the parking lot. I'm like, can I enjoy this moment? My favorite part of this whole scene is that Sixpence Not the Richer is playing in the background. What's the name of that song? Uh, it's called Kiss Me. Oh, I didn't know who sang that. But yeah, yeah it gets me back me to the 90s, girl. Outside of the bearded barley. Outside of a what? It's outside of the bearded barley. What does that mean? Uh, it's like a plant. A plant? Mm -hmm. Why don't I have it? Why don't I know what it is? Why have I never heard of it? Um, Hold on. I don't know. I'm going to Google it. Bearded barley. Bearded barley. Oh, my God. What? I think this is the real. Oh, dude, I'm fucking dying. I think this is the real vocabulary word of the episode. I just Googled bearded barley, and the very first hit is Urban Dictionary bearded barley. No. A woman's pubic. It says a woman's pubic hair kissing her, quote, out of the bearded barley, quote, means kissing her genitals. Okay, listen, this song used to be sweet and cute, and now it's gotten really dirty real fast. Courtney, I Googled this because <laughs> I thought it was a plant. You told me it was a plant. And then <laughs> I thought it was it's, a plant. It's slang for a woman's pubic hair. I thought this was like a sweet song. What the fuck? Kiss me. It's <laughs> a bearded barley. <laughs> hate you because i googled this thinking i was gonna find a new plant the first hit is just basically crotch you know you're thinking you're gonna order a new plant <laughs> and instead you get a punk baggie full of pubic hair yeah just a, a a a kroger's bag full of pubic hair thanks courtney my new plant <laughs> you know what it's like a chia pet last goddamn time i let you make me google something I did not appreciate that surprise, okay? He pulls up on this horse. She's like, oh my God, like I need to tell you. And he's like, no, I already know. I saw it on live stream. I saw your speech with the PowerPoint presentation. And I know you changed as a woman. Uh -huh. Now show me your bearded barley. <laughs> your bearded barley. <laughs> um, they dance in the parking lot. Uh -huh. It kind of fast forwards to after graduation. They go traveling, they go to Portugal, and they go horseback riding, and she's still a girl boss influencer. She still has her followers. Yes. But she's, like, changed her course of action. Now she's more like a lifestyle travel blogger. Yeah. Then the very last part is that she's like, I don't want anybody to ever say that I welch on my vets. So her and Cameron both get tattoos that say loser on their biceps because they she lost a bet you know and cameron uh -huh. obviously is over the fact that she had used them for a bet and he's like wouldn't it be funny if i tattoo the word loser on myself 
So I could remember for the rest of my life that I met the love of my life when she thought I was a loser. Right? <laughs> okay. First of all, it was kind of cute and sweet and you just had to make it like really weird. You know what? It was weird, Courtney. I didn't have to make it weird. It was okay, weird. Okay, that's true. It was, it was always, always weird. weird. But that's the end. That that's is the, the end. end. They presumably live happily ever mm-hmm. after. Outside the green, green grass. Swing, swing. swing. Do you think that a music producer will listen to this and just understand all of my dreams that I had when I was eight years old singing to Selena and be like, wow, this girl needs a record deal? I really wish that for you. All right, guys. Looks like the teapot is empty for today. More tea is brewing and on the way. We'll be back next week with Pride and Prejudice, the movie. I'm excited. I am too. It's like my favorite. Yeah. So as always, thank you for listening and feel free to check out our show notes for information regarding the books and the movies we discuss. If you haven't seen this movie yet and you want to because you want to see the bearded barley, Uh it's on there. There is a shot where all you see is a bearded barley. And if that's not enough for you to go watch the movie, I don't know what is. Courtney? (laughs) If you want to see your bearded barley, leave a review. <laughs> if you want to see our bearded barley, leave a review. We'll 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 be <laughs> You'll have to join my OnlyFans <laughs> for that. If you like our podcast, please leave a review and share with a friend. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Don't do it. Don't do it. I can't. <laughs> okay. All right. I need to go to bed. I'm so tired. I'm like delirious. It's goddamn 1 a.m. We've never got this late. Do you know how little content there is in this movie? I know. And we spent an hour before we started talking about nothing. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I think it's going to suck, but it was a lot of fun. I had a good time. I think that we can. All that matters.